Hey everybody, it is Sunday, April 16th, 2023, and you are listening to Black Box Signal, a podcast on the internet about video games. Uh, When are we going to get a sequel to the internet? Isn't somebody working on internet too? Is it? Like, is it? Is it? Yeah. 2.0. Yeah, 2.0 or, or 1.5. I don't know. Uh, I'm your host on Internet One still, uh, Chase Johnson. And as always, joined by, you know, the, you're going to figure Internet 2 out. Yeah, this guy over here, Brandon Gaston. Internet 2, hey, everybody, is actually just called Skynet. Yeah, that's, right, right. That's what would happen. Uh, so, so yeah, a little, we took a little bit of a break last week because of the holiday, uh, and there wasn't, mm-hmm. there really wasn't a whole lot of news going on, um, which you'll kind of see with the note that we have um, as we kind of go through it. It picked up, so we'll have two weeks worth of news, but it's still light across the board. But uh, what did you get into outside of uh, you know? I did the I did a little bit of the family thing, um, but what did you mm-hmm. what did you do? Um, so. My son has been really big onto his Hollow Knight again, so it got me into wanting to play it again. So I've been kind of on and off hitting that in spurts. Um, And that's just, you know, I go on and on about it anyways, but it's a Metroidvania-style game, which I thoroughly enjoy all those all the way back since, uh, what, Super Metroid on the SNES? So... I've been plugging away at that. Let me tell you what, like in the general community census, the Hornet one fight is like a gimme fight, right? Like well, right. it's a joke. That Hornet two fight though, <laughs> not so much. That is not a joke. It's still annoying as ever I found. So um, other than that, um, I played a little bit more Resident Evil again. Um, not a whole lot, just a little bit. Um, we are still inside the castle area in that. So we haven't even fought what's his face, the little Napoleon guy. We've seen him, but we haven't even fought him. So we've still got quite a chunk of that to go. So I'm enjoying it, but I just feel like it's not really catching my attention like I thought it would. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well- is it because there's only so much you can expect because you know all the twists already, maybe? Kind of, I guess. I mean, I was really hyped when they announced the RE2 remake, and I remember playing that, like, how much I really, really loved that. Um, But this time around, I don't know. I just, I'm not saying that anything negative towards it. It's just, I don't know. I just feel like I've been getting sidetracked with wanting to play other things other than it. Um, I don't know, maybe Who, who's to say, I mean, come on. I just, I cracked out cyberpunk and you like, everybody knows how me and you feel about that game. Okay. So. Okay. So let's, let's, <laughs> I, I, you didn't put this in the note, but I said you should have. So let, let's get into this. What, what made you want to go back to cyberpunk? So, um, honestly, I watched edge, Run- edge runners again for the second time. And I really like it a lot. Um, from an anime perspective, and for people that don't know, it's all based in the cyberpunk um, universe or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, but like that coupled with like, I don't know, they've been like putting in new updates and things like that kind of sparked me to where I was just like, you know, I'll check it out. I mean, I never actually beat the game myself per se. Um, so I've been trying to make sure to plug away like 
All right, don't get sidetracked like you do in games like this and make another character and then make another character and then make another character. Right. You know, you you get where I'm going with the like. That's why I never beat Skyrim because like I literally would like get bored oh, and gosh, would make right. a you, new character. You have never beat Skyrim, and I, and that's nope. funny because like there's a lot of games that you beat and I haven't, but that's one that I beat that you haven't. Nope. Nope. And I and I like that game a lot, an awful lot. But right. you know what? I've never, yeah, never beaten it because I just have that side side quest syndrome, dude. Where I just like get sidetracked. I'm just like, all right, whatever. Right. So, um, that's game wise. That's kind of really been it this week. Now I did take my kids to go see the new super Mario movie, um, which me and you, um, didn't really have like high hopes for. Right. Like I was kind of going in pretty reserved. Like my kids were super pumped, super pumped. Like my daughter kept asking me like every like 10 minutes, like, when are we going to the movies? When are we going to the movies? And I'm like, kid like you got like two hours still like so funny because violet is like the total opposite she's like no i don't want to see this oh man they were both and well eli's kind of a little bit more like violet is but even he was pretty excited to go see it and i will say this not spoiling anything uh i won't say any spoilers but they have a lot of cool like easter eggs i guess i will put it as all, all littered throughout the movie that anybody like our age or whatever or is a big Nintendo fan would appreciate. So I feel like they did throw a lot of good stuff in there like that. It's got some really good humor. The voice acting is actually not not bad at all. So I, overall, I would give it like honestly four out of five. It's it's pr- it's pretty I, good. I hear that everybody else's voice acting kind of makes up for Chris Pratt's lack of voice acting like that that's yeah probably because they said that chris pratt's it's not that his voice is terrible it's just kind of there to kind of service Mm -hmm. everything else Mm -hmm. um which i guess isn't the worst thing in the world i don't know i don't know let me tell you what jack black as bowser fantastic by the way that just that's like home run right there you could oh there's 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 post-credit stuff too I didn't know anything about it, but the lady at the counter when we were getting our popcorn said to stay for post credit scene. So we did. So that was worth actually seeing that too. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Nice. Well, awesome. What about you? Any, anything you've been getting into this week? Uh, well, a lot's kind of happened in the last two weeks. Uh, cause I think the last time we did a podcast, it was pre, was it before WrestleMania? Uh, Yes, I think so. So a lot yeah. has happened in the world of wrestling, if you haven't been paying attention. Yay, Wrestling Minute. We always start this podcast now with a Wrestling Minute, because I have nothing else going on in my life. Um, <laughs> and, and I have a sickness, an actual like disease uh, that uh, tells it's called me being a pro. About. It's called being a pro wrestling yeah. fan. It's yeah. an illness. It is a, it is a, it is affects a lot of us, and not a lot of people talk about it. <laughs> And you know, I'm just here it's to a shed light. Debilitating on it. disease. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh it pretty much every match ended the way that I thought would. Uh in that except for the last one, Roman Reigns did retain the title. Um, so that was I I think that the, it was a case of that everybody was predicting that that was gonna happen. So WWE at the last second wanted to pull a swerve and be like, nope. You all think mm. it's going to happen, and we're going to make it not happen. Um, but then the next night, or the same day, the big thing 
uh, that kind of overshadowed WrestleMania was uh, WWE was sold over. Sold, huh? It was sold to Endeavor, which is the parent company of UFC. Uh, So now UFC and WWE are owned by the same company. Um, And Vince McMahon is back. That's interesting. Vince McMahon is back in charge on the writing team. And they went from WrestleMania being like the like their biggest, like this last WrestleMania being like one of the biggest events ever to Monday Night Raw with Vince McMahon being back in the helm, it being the worst show in over a decade. Just like that. Um, so, you know what? We had a good run. You know, I was excited for a little while. I was like, oh, WWE is actually doing good again. And then, of course, just like that, you know, as usual, we're back to, you know, same old, same old. But you know what? It was It was fun while it lasted, you know? You know, yeah. I mean, at least at least Rhea Ripley's champion, Zelina Vega is in the LWO. That's cool. Uh, said yeah. you said you're here for a good time, not a long time. Right. See you Ex- WWE. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, that that's the only thing I did outside of everything. Um, games wise, I'm still chipping away at like a dragon Ishin. Um, I. Not too much more to say about that. Um, I'm starting to like mess around with more of the mini games, so it's slowing me down. Um, because <laughs> I like that. I'm trying, oh, yeah. I'm trying to build Good up my old... villa. I'm trying to get my farm going, bro. And you know, yep. my little, my yep. little, my little quaint Japanese farm home. You know, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to build that up. And uh, I'm, I'm making, making headway with some merchants. They're giving me some discounts and stuff. You know, so I'm uh, just, just yeah. around doing that, living my little Japanese life. Um. And then I played more of Season, A Letter to the Future. Um, finally, I got back to that. Not a whole lot more. I played like another hour of it. Um, I will say that game continues to fascinate me. Um, getting a little bit more drips about like the history of what happened in this world is just like, okay, it's getting really good. Um, and then the big thing that I played this week, which I played last night on stream, um, is I finally started uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Um, and... Wow. Um, where to start? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I only got to catch part of it, so I am interested to hear. I didn't. Your I, I didn't archive it, so you'll have to go back to my Twitch channel while it's up and and check it out. Uh, but yeah, that game is um, it plays really well. Um, it plays, it it plays a lot like a a Souls game, a Souls like. Um, mm-hmm. but. God, the voice act, the, the Jack, the main character, his voice acting, yeah, is so rough. Like, <laughs> like, and the writing is just like, and it just kind of drops you. I mean, okay, so the 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 whole thing is like this is a prequel to Final Fantasy One, and I think they assume right. that you need to know like the story of Final Fantasy One to kind of understand what's going on. But I was trying to like purposely forget about it, um, and go into it blind, and I'm going in there like. I didn't say it on stream, but I had to look on my face most of the time like, what the fuck is going on? Like, none of this is <laughs> like, like, we're just in this, like, we're just, okay, like, I mean, I guess every Final Fantasy kind of throws you into a world like that, but it did do a very good job of explaining itself right off the bat. That said, though, the gameplay, like I said, is a lot of fun and, uh, like, super violent for a Final Fantasy game, if you notice. Like mm-hmm. some of the kills and everything in the game, like straight up kills. Um, yeah. Like 
pretty much the only difference is, is like the blood crystallizes instead of like at least that's what it looks like spraying out yeah yeah so that but yeah it plays you know you got your your light attack on r1 heavy attack on r2 guard with r l1 and you have like a special on l2 uh evade with x you know so it plays a lot plays a lot like a souls um you even have a like little crystal areas that you stop at and those are like literally like bonfires all the enemies respawn and all that stuff um when you pause it doesn't really pause it right so um i don't know it's interesting it's weird um i'll have to kind of check in back with it a little bit more because i i really only played like the opening hour so um but yeah um with that uh i guess i don't got much more than that you want to get into some news yeah let's do it okay so uh first story comes from ign um sony ps vr2 sales are reportedly off to a slow start who could have foreseen that coming um Basically, uh, yeah. Sony PlayStation VR 2 head starts were launched at the end of last month. The latest reports suggest the PSVR 2 will sell fewer than 300,000 units in its first few weeks. Um, Shocker. Well, we were kind of, this wasn't the first time we kind of talked about how they were like kind of like cut. There was that story that came out that we were saying that they, they were kind of denied when we were like, oh, we're kind of like cutting our shipping amount. And then Sony's like, oh, mm-hmm. no, we're not. And then it's like, are you sure you weren't? Because uh, you're you're already not off to that out of start. I don't, I don't know what you think. Yeah. I mean, we, that's pretty much what we said, you know, I mean, they're, they're severely, uh, they're expensive. I don't want to say it was severely overpriced, but to me, I just find the price point being too expensive, you know? Well, so, and like we continue to talk about the PlayStation fives, just now getting to the point where you can buy one of those. So there's mm-hmm. not a lot of people that want to buy a PS five on top of buying a VR headset at the same time, or the people that have PS5s like me and you, uh, they don't, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but the launch lineup for the games, remember we were talking about that too, there wasn't mm-hmm. a whole lot. Um, no. So I don't see a rush, to, like there's no enthusiasm this time around um, behind it, like there was when the PlayStation VR, the first PlayStation VR came out. Um, yeah. Uh I I almost actually with tax money this season, I almost pulled the trigger on one. Really? I did. I just just out of curiosity. I, I had the money for it, but I was like well, our situation, especially me and you, like with kids, like mm-hmm. putting on a headset and just completely like unplugging from everything for a while, that's so hard to do. Like Yeah. That's why, like, I use. That's why I mean, you use them too. But like, we both use open back headphones when, like, like when I'm not streaming or anything. Open back headphones because not only do we get like a sound stage benefit, but we can also kind of hear if our kids need to get our attention or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's so putting on a headset to completely. I just I don't locking know. your view and stuff. Yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah, to me, most of the VR stuff. I mean, it's just. It's like it's like gimmicky, you know what I mean? I want them oh, to keep well, working. I can it, look around or whatever. It's like I want them to keep working on it because I know they'll get there, but I don't want to also spend the money on it. Right. <laughs> Not until it's good. Yeah. 
Uh, Not until it's like that sword art online style where you just put that headset on and you're like in a 3D virtual world kind of thing. You know what I mean? Until we get to that point, I'm not spending any money on it. Nah, bro. We talked about this uh, on a few episodes, uh, like a few episodes back. Dot hack. That's what we need to get to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just yeah. cyber link your consciousness yeah, up or whatever. Yeah, my brain into a computer and, you know, like, what the fuck are we even doing? Like, just <laughs> like. Exactly. Um, next story comes from Polygon, um, and it's about the Diablo 4 Xbox Series X bundle. Um, I'm not going to say the title of the article because it's kind of silly, but uh, basically there's a lot of art outrage uh, with it being it's not that cool of a bundle. Um, it's $559.99, and it's literally just an Xbox Series X plane, no design on it, with a code for Diablo 4. So, Seriously? Yeah. So, uh, and I guess this sparked a lot of outrage. Like, a lot of people were just freaking, they were just like, really? Like, Activision, you're buying Activision Blizzard, and you were having this big fanfare, and you think you'd have like a, like a trick. To, oh, like yeah, even, like a custom skin or something. Well, even this article kind of brings up like the new Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom Switch that's coming out. Looks awesome. Oh um, uh, yeah, it does. It, it does. does. Look awesome. I'm oh, not yeah. gonna lie. It yeah. looks sick. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, so like it's, I, it just seems kind of, I don't know. It seems very lazy. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't uh, like throwing uh, that term around because I know people work hard, but like, I know, it, kind of a cop out though. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's my thing. Like me and you, I feel like we've had conversations about buying any sort of like premium edition or a bundle or whatever right like back in the day a lot of times it was really worth it because they gave you some good stuff but now they can be kind of hit or miss and to me this feels kind of like yeah a little lackluster but i mean i also want to say wasn't the uh the both the god of war bundle for ps5 and i think the horizon bundle for ps5 weren't they'll just won't those just plain ps5s with the games so that it's not the, like they're the uh, only ones. I'm pretty maybe. sure because I have not seen I have not seen a custom like PS5 out in the wild outside of changing the faceplates and stuff like that. Unless they just did like a special controller for it or something. They did do control. They, they did have. do controllers, but mm-hmm. I, I'm talking like the actual console. Um, but yeah, we used to get those all the time. Um, well, yeah, dude, that like that was like one of their selling points, right? You run a limited stock, but it's the only time you'll be able to get that skin or whatever on it. And then you can, yeah, you can jack it up and make a good pretty penny off of it because people will buy that. It's it's collector stuff. Now, the one thing I could say is that they, with this console generation being, I'm just going to say a fucking mess, like, like kind of since the beginning, uh, maybe they didn't want to split the, uh, like they already are having a hard time getting like I I'm starting to see PS5s places but I'm still not seeing very many Xboxes uh which is funny cuz a lot of people are actually like the all the reports I've been reading have been saying that it's been easier to get an Xbox than uh, a PS5 but I've been seeing more PS5s out in the wild and maybe they just don't want to really? like hmm. maybe they just don't want to limit like how much like like they're already having a hard time getting enough in stores. Why would they want to then split a skew to make this certain skew of them when they're already having a hard time just getting the other ones out the door to begin with? Um, right. So there's a little bit of rationale that I could think of behind it, but also like then I don't really see the point in paying for this bundle. Like 
it's literally just no. a generic. I mean, it's the same price either way, so it's not like you're you're hurt. But I it just seems very pointless. Um Yeah. A lot of these bundles right now, not just this one, but um a lot of these are just like you get the standard console and this game. Like just doesn't see right seem like not even like a store and even back in the day sometimes you do at least get like a storage boost like you get like oh it's got more storage in it nope not even right just the same one um right yeah honestly your better lucks with the premium edition of certain games and stuff and you get ones that have like i don't know like a little statue that comes with it or something like something fucking cool yeah, steel case, steel case. I know you've got some steel cases. I don't. Yeah, have I do. I've, I, I, yeah, I have a few. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, but even then, though, even with like the collector's edition of games, I only do it for like certain like franchises. Like if it's just like a game that I'm like really looking forward to or really hyped on, but it's not like pretty much if it's Final Fantasy, near Kingdom Hearts, or Persona. Those are like the ones that I go go for. Everything else I can kind of take or leave. Um, even Fire Emblem, like right. Fire Emblem, everybody went nuts over like the premium edition of like Fire Emblem Engage, and I just got the normal one. And looking back on that, I'm kind of glad I did because <laughs> I'm having a hard time. Yeah, not to go back to games and playing, but I'm having a hard time going back to that game because it's just it's not hooking me. It's it's not hooking me like Three Houses did, man. It's just not. The gameplay is good. Was, but, was- phenomenal yeah so i i i can't i don't know um do you do you happen to know off the top of your head this is really off topic but do you happen to know how much they're talking about pricing out that uh legend of zelda switch uh no i didn't i i'll have to check that out that I've seen I, pictures. It looks I'm sh- I think it's I think it's like gonna be because I think the OLED's three fifty, so I think it's like four hundred. I think it's like three ninety nine. Um, that's not bad. No, yeah, but like, and you get a a custom switch. So I mean, it yeah, it, yeah. it actually looks that. But like I said, that that makes it well, worth it because it looks cool. But my switch is pretty old, so I might I might Bro, do that. I have a launch day one switch, like. The yeah. Switch was the very first console ever in my life that I pre-ordered. Um, and I went and got it, went in line and got it day one. Uh, so it is, like, the fan on it is so freaking loud. It is so loud. Um, <laughs> Sounds like, like my original PS4 I had. I yeah. had a day one PS4. It wants to be put out of its misery. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Custom consoles used to be a lot cooler. That's all I'm saying, you know. So were controllers. Mm-hmm. Controllers were a lot cooler. Like, way cooler. Um, Next story comes from Insiders Gaming. Um, Kind of going on the... There's been a lot of speculation um, that Sony is working on a PlayStation handheld. Another handheld. Now, the rumor is that this is... Uh, the code name is Q Lite, and the handheld will be another device that requires the PlayStation Five. So it's kind of like you need to have the PlayStation Five, and you can run it remotely. Um, I think that's what they're kind of implying at. Um, okay. I don't know. What do you think about that? Kind of similar to like the PS Vita. 
Yeah, but the Vita you could take on the go. So, well, it says I could do remote play. So I'm wondering if, like, as long as you're connected to Wi-Fi, like, let's say, like, I had my PS5 on, and then I came to your house and hooked up to your Wi-Fi, would I be able to control my PS5 remote play from that device? Um, it says it's this so-called right. um, codenamed, what is it, codenamed Q-Lite uh, is going to support 1080p 60 frames per second. So that's cool. Um, on a small handheld device, I yeah, like an okay, eight inch, we'll see. eight inch we'll screen. See. Um, which our phones do that now. So I mean, um, I don't know. What what do you, what do you think about Sony possibly getting back into handhelds? We'll see. I mean, a lot of people talk a lot of shit about Sony's handhelds. I loved my PSP. I wish I had never sold mine back. I, I love my PSP too. I wish I had a Vita because the Vita was like really cool at the time too because you do cross play play a game on your PlayStation three and then continue playing it on your Vita. Like mm-hmm. that was that I felt like that kind of was like the gave Nintendo the idea for the switch too between the Wii U and seeing the Vita to doing that. Um, yeah, I would be, I, the only thing I, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about the VR thing though. The only thing that really worries me about this device is, is the, the big thing that it says here is that it's going to be, another piece of tech that requires the person to already have a PS5 to work. Right. That just like with the VR, I see that being a hindrance. Um I there I think there should be a way what if Sony's going to do this right to make it so maybe not every game is playable on this thing, but maybe that they make certain games specifically for this device that are like Hey, if you don't have a PS5, you can play these games. That right, and then right. It, when you get your PS5, then you can play your, you know, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, that would be what I would do. I but who I don't know. Handhelds are such a weird thing now because like you well, well we're gonna kind of go into it here with the next story coming from Game Rant uh, because uh, ASUS, um, you know the uh, the laptop company uh, mm-hmm. monitor company. They just launched the the ROG Ally, the Republic of Gamers Ally, which is like their version of the Steam Deck. Um, and the Steam Deck's doing really well, and the Switch is doing really well. But what other companies? That's what I should get a Steam Deck. I oh, that was what I. I'm so right. It's just Steam those. on a handheld, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is it is literally a portable PC. Um like kind of. Like it's it's got a decent amount of power. Um more powerful than a Switch. Um yeah, I, I've been super curious about that. And now like I said, Asus is getting in. Sony being in one that's like such a locked in system. I I don't know because it's not it's not even like the switch because like the switch you can well I guess you, it would be like the switch because then you take it on the go but again it comes back to owning a PS5 already to begin with and then how much is this device going to be like another 300 bucks right at least um that said uh I'd like another PSP that'd be cool <laughs> I'd be down for that um Next story, uh, this is the last, uh, the couple of the last, the smaller stories. Um, the This comes from The Verge. Um, 
the storage for the Xbox. Um, now, if you didn't know this, the when the Xbox launched, um, both consoles said that you would be able to add storage. PlayStation said that you'd be able to stick in an SSD, which you can. Uh, Microsoft said that you'd have to use their own proprietary expansion that was super fucking expensive. Um, like I want to say, like what? Yeah, it was two hundred and twenty dollars, something like that. Um, and apparently, though, they're going to get a price cut soon. So um, that seems cool. I don't know. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Anytime you can cut some of the price off. Uh, yeah. And you know me, I ain't going to complain. Well, they were, like I said, they were super expensive to begin with. Like, looks like you could get them for now, like 180. They're about to go down to 180, which is still kind of expensive, uh, but it's not too much more expensive than like buying like a two terabyte drive. Um, So right. like a two terabyte solid state drive. But yeah, before they were selling them for like ridiculous amounts. Um, So uh, that was just kind of a smaller story that I threw in here. I knew we weren't going to have much to say about that, but cool that they're dropping that in price. Um, uh, this was a smaller story too. I don't have too much more uh, about this, but Phil Harrison uh, has left Google. Um, don't have too much to say about that. He was the one that was kind of like helping lead Stadia. Um, so now with Stadia going down, uh, kind of doesn't surprise me that he would be leaving the company. Um, mm-hmm. but makes sense. Leaving or uh, they always say leave the company, but you have to know if it wonder if it's like let go or retired early. Like it, they always like gussy uh-huh. these up. But uh, um, he did like found found a job elsewhere. And and I mean he's worked at other places. Like he's uh done sixteen years at PlayStation. Uh, he worked at Atari. He worked at Microsoft. Uh, and now you know he's got Google under his belt. Um, and he hasn't really said what he plans on doing next, but I mean, maybe this is a good time for him to just get out, you know, I don't know. Not much more, not much more to say about that. Um, next one comes from games hub. Um, and it's just this kind of speculation as another uh, kind of another rumor, um, that kind of leaked, uh, looks like, or no, this actually confirmed, um, looks like on April 6th, Capcom and legendary entertainment officially announced that there's a new live action movie. Uh, for Street Fighter in the works. Fuck yeah, baby. Yeah. What what do you what do you think about that? Uh, I'm down for it. I'm yeah. so down for that. Honestly. Um because anybody that's seen the OG Street Fighter movies, oof. Not uh not not good. There's, as much as we all love uh, Jean Claude, you know, no. Nah. There's only one good fighting video game movie. And that is the OG Mortal Kombat movie. The original Mortal Kombat movie was perfect. What about the sequel? No, the sequel's abysmal. Uh, <laughs> Annihilation was was terrible. I had that on VHS because I was like a kid when that came out. And I was like, I just want to have a Mortal Kombat movie. And, you know, yeah, as a dumb kid, I liked it. But looking back at it, I'm like, wow, this is this is like so bad. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but no, that first Mortal Kombat movie was good, and then like that HBO one, we won't even talk about the HBO one. I kind of that movie. A lot of people like that movie. I'm sorry, that movie fucking sucked. Um, it was all right. It's no, no, no. I, I mean, think about it though. They could they could do a legit Street Fighter movie this time around. Now I think. I mean, look, they did all those Resident Evil movies, so I think that they could handle doing a legit Street Fighter movie. You know what I mean? I have high hopes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the Mario. I mean, we're gonna get to this at the end. We might as well just talk about this now. Uh, we're, we'll just jump ahead, uh, because this kind of fits in with that. Um, Mario movie was like breaking all sorts of records. I'm not, um, I am not surprised, dude. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that like everybody's gonna want to, especially after this, gonna want to try to do a video game movie. Um, but yeah, it's it's beat Sonic, which Sonic was like the biggest one up until recently. Um, it let's see, three hundred three hundred seventy seven million globally. It's the highest grossing video game movie debut. Um, not surprised. Look, when we it went beat to out, the movie, it theater, beat out Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen for what when that first came out. Um, yeah, it was like just everything was up. decked out Mario in that movie theater. By the way, yeah, but yeah, were they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, but it doesn't surprise me that like video games would or that all these companies now like with the success success of the Mario movie, success of the Sonic movie, uh, that they'd want to get into it. Um and you know, I think the more campier franchises are what they're going to do it. Cause I, I don't think you could be super serious. Like that's actually well, what made, that's what I was going to say is what made the mortal Kombat movie. Good was that it wasn't too serious. It was, it was super campy. Well, and that's the thing too. I think that's what really makes the, um, the good video game movies. Good is the fact that they're more, it's always the animated ones, right? And it's usually like the your kind of friendlier, lighthearted stuff like Sonic and Mario and things like that, which big, you know, big, big surprise there. They're OG legends and they're right in the video game world to begin with. So. Right. And I think they did them justice. So. Right. Right. And that's that's all you could really ask for. Um, uh, Nintendo Live is coming in September in Seattle. Uh, and I think this is the first like Nintendo Live event since like since COVID. Um, it looks like this is going to be a little bit more of like a not really like it's going to be more like a stage event. Um, I don't think there's going to be like any like, um, yeah, like looks like there's going to be a stage show, tournaments. So I don't expect any announcements at this. But uh, kind of cool that they're bringing back Nintendo Live. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Heck yeah, be cool to see something again. Yeah, it's just kind of like a just like a, a celebration. It's kind of like going to a con. Like you know, you're not really there for like. I mean, there are announcements at cons, but like sometimes you're kind of there just to celebrate the thing. You know. Um, yeah, just hang out and be with like-minded people. Right. Exactly. Um. Next one, uh, Microsoft is cracking down on uh, retro art games, um, which if you don't know what retro arch is, um, it is an emulator uh, that you can use um, that you were supposed to be able to use in developer mode. And all this comes from The Verge, by the way. Um, but people have figured out how to use it in retail mode. So now people are kind of just making like homebrew emulation stuff on Xbox. Like I think the craziest things that I saw was like there were PlayStation 1 and 2 games running on an Xbox Series X. And they were running better on an Xbox Series X than they were on somebody who had it emulated on a PS5. Really? That was interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're cutting down on that. Um, now you can still use this in developer mode. Now, if you don't know what developer mode is, um, you can actually pay money to unlock your Xbox. They've been doing this, I think, since the Xbox One X. 
um, that you can actually uh, it's not really it's like pay almost paying to jailbreak your system, but you're not really jailbreaking it. You're it's putting it in dev mode. You can pay them like I think it's ten bucks a month, and they'll put it in dev mode for you, and you can kind of just put whatever on it. And it's supposed to be just for that for developers. But of course, people who have let like modders and emulators have kind of like started to like use it and have found mm-hmm. ways to use it in what they call retail mode or what your standard mode is. Um, so it looks like they're going to cr- start cracking down on games that use this retro arch emulation. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, it's not really in my area of expertise, I guess I would say. Um, but I mean, yeah, if you're going to give people tools to goof around, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, it's going to stuff like this is going to happen. Well, and like I said, they're, they're, it, it sounds more they want to get around the people that are using it in retail mode. Like it does say that you can still still in this article that you'll still be able to use it in dev mode. Um, but you have to be in dev mode. Uh, so. Because I guess there's people like actually starting to like make homebrew games and try to sell them on the store which there's probably wow. like a, uh no 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 so that's definitely why they want to crack down on it and um a lot of people speculate that um including this article the verge that this could be to help uh facilitate a deal another deal between microsoft and nintendo because microsoft has been in talks for a while it's been a huge rumor trying to get game pass on nintendo now could you imagine a world where you could subscribe to game pass on your nintendo switch and get Xbox games. That'd be weird. But it would, would also you, be fucking awesome. Why would you... Well, then you would have to have PlayStation Store on there, too, and just combine them Not all necessarily. into one Not system. necessarily. Microsoft's the only one that wants to play ball like that. I just don't see that because it's a Nintendo home console. Why would they want to put Microsoft shit on their console? Well, if Microsoft, make, if Microsoft, if Microsoft offered them enough of an incentive where they get enough of a cut. I don't know, man. It just seems weird to me. I don't could know. you imagine? Could you imagine a one console to play with, but you had access to all three consoles stuff off of one console so you could play whatever you wanted? That would be so weird. amazing. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, then like I they, just... can, they can all develop their own games or whatever, but it's like ultimately they just show up on whatever store section you want on the console. Yeah, and then everybody just gets their cut. That would be awesome. Like, I would love to just play whatever box I wanted to play. And it, well, then I guess it wouldn't be too much different than playing on a PC at that point. Kind <laughs> of, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, next one got me excited uh, because I love both of these franchises. Uh, we were just talking about it earlier. Uh, Video Games Chronicle has reported this, but a bunch of other people have been reporting it, that footage for a new Jet Set Radio and Persona 3 remaster uh, have leaked. Um, and they're just saying numerous sites have stepped forward to like say that, yeah, this thing's happening. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll let you go first, but uh, what what do you think on a new Jet Set Radio or and and Persona Three getting remade? I know you're not huge into Persona, but um, the Persona looked pretty cool that I watched you play. So that was Persona definitely 5. would be interesting to see a remake. Uh, and I know I've read a lot about like on Persona, but never actually played them to get my point clear. But 
they look like a great series and I know a lot of people really like them a lot. It's very, you know, it's held up there in high regard. Same with like final fantasy, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'm assuming this is probably a, one of the more higher ranking of games in the series, I would assume, um, which is why they're doing a remake for it. I'd say uh, like a lot of people like, cause I got it on persona five. So I, I can't really speak to, and I played a little bit of the Shin Megami Tensei games. Um, which is what spawn what Persona spawned out of. Because I believe <coughs> the first Persona game I think was called Shimegami Tensei. I think it was like two or three, and then it, the subtitle was Persona. Um, mm. and that's where Persona came from. But I believe a lot of people really go back and forth on like it's very much like a a Final Fantasy seven or Final Fantasy six camp. There's a big camp for Persona four, and there's a big camp for Persona three. Oh, uh, those are the kind mm. of the, the two. Um, I've always wanted to check out Persona 4 uh, because that story has always intrigued me, but I haven't looked enough into Persona 3 to know, but I, I'm cool with getting another, uh, getting a crack at um, Persona 3. Uh, as uh, far as Jet Set Radio goes, I remember playing that way back in the day, so bring it on. Yeah, dude, I would love a new Jet Set Radio. Um, whether it's uh, Jet Set Radio Future or another subtitle, because that was a subtitle. Um, because there's yeah there's Jet Set Radio and then Jet Set Radio Future, um, and oh, yeah, give me the rollerblades, give me the give me the graffiti, yeah, yeah, I'm all about that. Um, yes, sir. This next story comes from The Verge and kind of piggybacks on I believe it was our second episode we talked about how Joseph Staten was a uh, or Staten, Staten or Staten. Uh, was leaving a uh, three four three to go back to Halo or go back to Microsoft Publishing. Mm-hmm. Well, according to The Verge, he is now leaving Microsoft entirely. Jeez, um, oh, make up your mind. Uh, well, I don't. I don't think it was like we talk about with all these. I I don't know if it was anything he necessarily had, had a choice on. It was one of those like he says he's leaving, but it could be yeah. one of those. Valen like, Valen told. Yeah, like, well, like Halo Infinite did not meet expectations so it caused him to leave 343 and then even more heads probably had to roll so um he did say that he's got other things lined up uh but uh he is you know he's leaving microsoft and we'll have more info to share this comes via twitter uh it says i'll have more info to share soon but for now i'd like to thank all my uh xbox col- xbox colleagues for their unders for all their understanding and support as I embark on a new adventure. So it doesn't sound like he's done. And I mean he's got experience. He worked on Destiny. He worked on Halo. Um I don't know. What do you think? What do you think of, yep. you know, Microsoft? Uh what do you think of the state of Halo? That's that's the big thing. Oh, there isn't one. It's non existent, sir. <laughs> um <clears throat> that's a little hard. I feel I feel like, dude, honestly, I don't know, man. Everybody got all hyped when they released whatever on the on Steam there, and I downloaded it because it was free and didn't even play it. I removed it because I was just I like, I played nah. the shit out of it, but it suffered the problem of, I think the big thing was, um, the big complaint I hear is uh, lack support. Didn't have enough maps when it launched, and then they didn't keep up with the content. Um. So that's what I'm waiting for is the Halo Battle Royale. Where's when's that coming? They scrapped it. They're not working on it now. 
That was actually a thing? Yep, that was an actual thing. Yeah, it was supposed to be added into into Halo God, Infinite. Could um, you imagine? Yeah, so I don't know. Just kind of seems par for the course right now when it comes to Halo. I don't know what you even do with Halo at this point. Um, um. Especially when your last game was called Halo Infinite and it was supposed to be like your last Halo game. Like your one that like keeps it going forever like a Destiny or whatever. And it's it's not. Nah, not son. Uh, <laughs> nah, son. Um, next story my wife will be kind of excited about although she doesn't know any of these uh mumbo jumbos terms but uh comes from ign techo 8 director confirms uh that there will be rollback net code awesome for us fighting game fans and also cross play um so uh uh we don't really have to go back too much into rollback net code just know that you know rollback net code is always a really good thing for fighting games especially when you're playing online um but uh what do you think about cross play for tekken 8 that's sweet. Anytime you can have crossplay, that's great. But like for specifically, specifically for fighting games, that's a, that's a huge deal, man. Like that broadens up how many people you can play against, all that stuff. Because basically, that's the whole point of fighting games is the is the is the multiplayer. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. beating up on other people. Uh, kind of like how we were just kind of talking about <laughs> with like one box being able to play everything. In 2023, I don't see why if you have the same game but on a different system that you can't play together. Yeah, Period. I don't understand that either. Period. I don't understand why crossplay is not more of a thing. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see why. Like I said, in the year of our Lord 2023, uh, why it's not a thing. And the more companies that do it and show that they can still be successful doing it, um. It's just going to push that forward. So Yeah, one step closer, exactly. Yep. Um, Gamescom 2023 opening night live set for August 22nd, uh, 2023. And this comes from uh, Gematsu. Um, uh, oh, Jeff, Gematsu. And uh, Jeff Keighley is going to be hosting it. Uh, so that's cool that Gamescom is still going to be going. Uh, that's the one that's in Germany that I could not remember if it left me if it was in Germany or France. It's in Germany. Um, oh, okay. Yep. Uh, that's kind of like, uh, uh, for people in the States, like the summer starts with E3 and then ends with Gamescom. Gamescom is kind of like the, if you were to like treat that whole area, that whole time period of the summer of like just game announcements, that's kind of like the, you know, the two big events. So Gamescom is kind of like, um, like the best way I could put it is like, if you, showed an announcement for a game at E3, you'd have a trailer of gameplay ready to go for Gamescom. That oh, okay. That makes deal. sense. Then. Um, so, but they have confirmed that, yes, that it's happening this year. Je- I find it hilarious that Jeff Keighley is going to be hosting this because Jeff Keighley has just been kind of twisting the knife in E3 as E3 has gotten canceled. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that, that's funny. Um, but yeah, uh, I just want to throw that in there because I actually like Gamescom. I would love to go to Gamescom. I would love to go to Gamescom more than E3 because it's more uh, tailored to people other than press being there. Um, so I would just like to go to one of these things one time in my life, right. at least. Well, I don't think we're going to be going to E3 anymore. But um, no, talk about that no. Already. But um, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think though uh, about like you know Jeff Keighley hosting? That's the funny thing. Jeff Keighley hosting Gamescom. 
who's already doing That's... Summer Games Fest and the Game Awards. <laughs> I mean, hey, roll with it, you know? Yeah. He has, like, made a killing since the pandemic started because, like, he was the one that, like, pivoted to, like, oh, just come to this. You don't have to come to E3. Well, it clearly worked because nobody's going to E3. Right. Um, <laughs> last three stories here. Uh, it looks like uh, Dreams, uh, the PSVR game, uh, looks like they're going to be ending uh, live support uh, for for Dreams uh, in, looks like, September 1st, and Media Mo- Molecule is going to be shipping to a new project. Um, mm. Dreams was one of those games that you can kind of create games in VR uh, and, like, share them. Um, but it didn't take off in the way that like a Mario maker or anything like that did. Um, I know you don't know much about it. Um, but I don't know. Cool to see that media Mario molecule is still going to be doing something. Oh, honestly, any like, so there, that's a style of game at first. I didn't really understand. Right. Like, Oh, it's a game where I can make my own game inside of it or whatever, or like mini game or whatever, like sack boy or whatever, you know? And I'm like, that doesn't seem why would people want to play that? But I get it now because you look at things like, for example, like in my opinion, number one style game in that game genre, Roblox, bro. Mm-hmm. People just make what you know what I'm saying. Freaking, yeah. it's a killing, dude. Yeah. It, people love that shit. Yep. And uh, it also, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, the other thing too is it also like flexes the muscles of kids who might want to even get into the game development. Like you can yeah. go in and like tinker around and start understanding like the concepts of like collision detection and things like that. Um, well, yeah, but- you think about that. You can put that on your resume too. Like, Hey, you know, kitten corral, whatever on Roblox. I, I made that game. You know right. what I mean? And that's a huge flex. Right. For, for some people, you know, yeah. In the video game world. And uh, I don't know. I thought Dreams was cool, but I think it was also super ambitious. Um, and I just think it didn't catch on the way that they wanted to catch on. Um, well, so which sometimes kind of sad, but when you have a lot of ambition, sometimes that that can happen, though. You know what I mean? It ends up falling short, right? Uh, and then the very last story I threw in here, uh, because it finally got a date, and now I have no money to get it, so I'm kind of sad about it. Um, is that the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster uh, console edition is coming out uh, this week. It's coming out uh, April 19th, so Wednesday. Uh, it's going to be on Switch, and it's going to be on uh, PlayStation 4. Um, so what didn't really have is, much to say what? there, except for like that got announced um, or is going to be released, and I'm excited for it. Um, I don't know. What about so you? What numbers are in that now? One through six. One through six. Okay. Yeah, and I want to get it on my Switch because I have 7, 8, and 9 on my Switch already. So I could have 1 through 9. <clears throat> if I How much to. is how much are they charging for that thing? God, you do buy I want to know. You could buy them individually, but I know the bundle price is 75 bucks. Oh, that's not too bad though, yeah. honestly. Which isn't terrible. Like it's I thought it was going to be a lot you, more. Then you could finally play 6 and know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of them I want to play because like I never like I've I've touched a lot of them, but I haven't finished a lot of them. Just oh, like man. just like just oh. like now, you know, I start a lot of games. Do I finish a lot of them? No. Um, <clears throat> those old those old Final Fantasies, like from like the SNES era and stuff, bro. Oh, you are missing out. Choice, yeah, no I know, choice. Dude. I I I need to figure out a way to get some money this week. 
so I can get that. Um, <laughs> I, I need to do some hustling. Um, but um, what are you going to be getting into next week? Uh, I don't. That's uh, pretty much all I got for the for the podcast. A little another short episode. Honestly, um, this week I have the kids this week, so I'm not really sure. Um, we've been doing a lot of um, the, the weather's been actually pretty decent here, as you know. So, but spending a lot more time outside playing with Heck the yeah, kids outside. So, you know, just trying to enjoy the weather a lot more. Even I know it sounds silly, but just like sometimes I just go sit on the porch for like 20 minutes just because yep. it's nice, you know? Yeah. Um, probably if anything, I'll probably just plug away at either cyberpunk or, um, hollow Knight, probably. And then we'll just kind of see from there. I may pick up the final fantasy pixel remaster. Now that you mentioned it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to just step on my coattails. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, who knows? I'm too broke. Um, I feel like if I buy another game this soon, though, like I'm gonna, I'm slowly turning into you to begin with, you know. So it's like, all right, well, I'm halfway through this game. Now I don't want to play with you anymore. Like, yeah, for real. <laughs> um, are you gonna be getting in another uh, Resident Evil stream? Um. So. Yes, eventually. Yes, I'm not sure when, but I will. Do sure. you think you could maybe record it? I mean, I could try to, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I was just thinking, then we could uh, throw it up on the maybe we could throw it up on the channel. Um, uh, I'll be honest, I'm still pretty new to that kind of stuff, so like, we'll see. I mean, I, I can try you. to record it, but I've never actually recorded anything while I was streaming, so we'll see. I got you. You know I can hook you up with that stuff. That's what I'm here for. Um, That's what you're here for, Tech Man, Mr. Tech Man. Yeah, I'm going to fake it till I make it, you know. Um, I'm going to probably play more uh, of my usual stuff. More, I really want to play more Season now because now that I've gotten a little bit farther into it, uh, I want to check that out. I want to play Stranger Paradise with actual headphones, not IEMs, so I want to definitely play, <laughs> play a little bit of that. Um uh, and then, yeah, more like a dragon. Uh, I'll be chipping away at that. And then, you know, if I can scrape up some money, I'd love to get that, pick up that Pixel Remastered. But, um, yeah, that's a podcast. Um, you can follow us at uh, underscore BlackBoxSignal on Twitter and on YouTube at uh, backslash BlackBoxSignal on Twitch. Uh, and we're on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, uh, we also have an email address, uh, blackboxsignalpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Brandon, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at EnrageMe, or you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash EnrageMe also. And you can find me on Twitter at Chasing underscore Chase, and you can find me on Twitch at uh, Chasing Chase TV. Um, and as always, we'll be back next week uh, with another podcast. Uh, and until then, as always, stay safe, comrades. <laughs>